day. This is the Wellness 717 Podcast. I'm Dr. Jeff Ludwig. I'm the host of this show. This is sponsored by Camp Hill Family Chiropractic. And the aim of this show is to give this community information so you can make smart, safe, and sane healthcare decisions. So as they say, relax and enjoy the show. Well, welcome back, everybody. Dr. Jeff here. And today we're going to do another episode that has to do with your health, specifically nutrition. Uh, Lately, if you've been listening to my past podcast, I've been talking about my carnivore journey um, past 100 days already and doing pretty good on that. Just trying to put that information together for you uh, right now. In the meantime, I thought, well, why don't I talk about really what I'm working on and uh, trying to help my patients with two. So it's all about changing the health of this community, the Wellness 717 community. So the episode today is the beginning of talking about metabolic health. And the reason I say the beginning is because it's a complex topic. It's becoming sort of all the rage, if you will, if that's even a, a, a way to explain it. But we want to talk about metabolism. And the reason we want to talk about metabolism is so you understand how your body functions, maybe at a deeper level. Metabolism is a set of cellular mechanisms. Really, that's what it is. And it's all about generating energy from our food and our environment in order to have power for every cell in our body. And when these energy-producing pathways run smoothly, we then have optimal metabolic health. And that's really where we want to be. And it just so happens when we don't have optimal metabolic health, this is when we have diseases. And really, many of these diseases that we're going to talk about are preventable, probably about 95% of them. Since all the cells in our body really require energy to function, metabolic health is foundational for the well-being of everybody. So if we want to talk clinically, just to get a little deeper if we can, is metabolic health is defined by optimal levels of basically five markers. Now, there are some discrepancies in what these markers should be. Some people think there should be a few more, maybe to take some out. But the basic five markers, if you want to track it, is your blood sugar, your triglycerides, your high-density lipoproteins, that's your HDL, your cholesterol, your blood pressure, and your waist circumference. And so when we track these, we're tracking them without using medication. We can improve most of these markers by consistently making choices, right? Life and health is all about choices. And the goal is to keep glucose levels in a stable and healthy range. And we'll talk about glucose a little bit more in depth at the end of this. Someone should ask, are you saying, Dr. Jeff, why should we carry about this big word, metabolic health? 
why would we want to improve our metabolic health? Well, when you improve these things I just talked about, uh, you're going to have stable and sustained energy throughout the whole day. You're not going to get tired. You're not going to want to take naps. You are going to have sharper memory and recall. You're going to be able to sustain exercise endurance. Wouldn't that be great? And you'll be able to fat burn efficiently and have a healthy weight. When you increase your metabolic health, you'll have a stable mood. You'll decrease anxiety and depression, right? That's all over the place, doesn't it seem? Your skin and your wrinkles can clear up when you have good metabolic health. You can improve your fertility, right? If you're having trouble having a baby, a lot of good studies showing that there's metabolic syndromes that prevent this from happening. And with that, of course, you can improve your sexual health. And what we really want is a high-functioning immune system. This, too, can be improved when you improve your metabolic health. So on top of all this, we don't want any diseases. So when you have a great metabolic health in in all these different categories, you lower the risk of chronic diseases like diabetes, Alzheimer's, obesity, fatty liver disease, heart disease, stroke, and so much more. Right? That's all we read about in the paper why people are dying is because of these conditions. And so when you don't have good metabolic health, this opposite state is known as metabolic syndrome. Right? A syndrome is a collection of different symptoms. So they just categorize all these issues, diabetes and Alzheimer's and obesity and all these things we just talked about into a category or a state known as metabolic syndrome. And basically, these people have three or more of the following traits. Number one, if your waistline is more than 35 inches for women and more than 40 inches for men, That's a trait that you don't want to have. Your fasting glucose is above 100 milligrams of deciliters. Your HDL cholesterol is less than, right? We want it to be more, but it's less than 40 milligrams. Your triglycerides, your fats, are way above 150 milligrams. And your blood pressure is above 130 over 85 or higher. Right, those are some markers. Those are some traits that if you have at least three or more of them, you can end up with these problems like diabetes, like I said, fatty liver disease, heart disease, stroke, all these things. And guess what? They're preventable if you change your metabolic state and increase your metabolic health. So let's talk about the elephant in the room and it's glucose. How does glucose, which is a sugar, relate to metabolic health? Well, let's break it down a little bit. Glucose is a simple sugar that is a breakdown product of carbohydrates, right? You've heard the word carbohydrates. You've heard there's good carbohydrates and bad carbohydrates, but it's a breakdown of a product of carbohydrates that we eat. And so when glucose enters the bloodstream, when you eat something, it signals to the pancreas to release insulin. 
Now, insulin is a hormone that tells your cells to absorb glucose. And, you know, some of this glucose is processed by the mitochondria in your brain to form energy. That's called ATP. And that our cells can use this energy. But when you have excess glucose, it's stored in the muscle and the liver as glycogen. And then it can also be converted to triglycerides and stored in fat cells. That's what we don't want to happen. So when our bodies need energy, we can tap into this glucose from the bloodstream. As we said, it's stored in the muscles or the liver, or we can make new glucose from other compounds like amino acids, which is a protein. Aside from using glucose for making energy, we can also break down stored fat to make energy and convert protein breakdown products to energy. So what I want you to understand here is when our bodies are taxed with processing too much quote-unquote dietary glucose over long periods of time, right, eating a lot of sugar, a lot of carbohydrates, it throws off the balance of these processes. And then that's what happens. We lead into these bad health syndromes, these problems. So first what happens, chronic excess glucose causes the repeated release of insulin, as we mentioned. And so when you have too much insulin, over time, it causes cells to become numb because of the insulin's effect. And the process is called insulin resistance. When this happens, when you have insulin resistance, so when this happens, insulin resistance, less glucose can get into the cells. So then circulating glucose rises. A second thing happens here when you have too much glucose, too many carbohydrates, High insulin levels block stored fat from being broken down and used for energy. So then we're not using fat for energy, and we need that. So ironically, too much energy in the form of glucose leads to us having more trouble using energy effectively. So what does this all say? When you eat too many carbs, it's too much sugar, you tax your pancreas, and now we have an insulin problem. And this is why people become type 2 diabetics. So aside from these issues, when you have excess glucose in the bloodstream, it causes inflammation, which brings on every symptom in the body. It causes oxidative stress. And you may not know what that is, but a simple explanation of that is when you have an overabundance of damaging free radicals in the body. And you don't want that. So given the fact that when we have excess glucose, we have just a ton of effects that can happen in a negative way in our body, it's not surprising that the majority of common chronic diseases are rooted in poor glucose control, right? We mentioned it just a second ago. These include type 2 diabetes, obesity, heart disease, stroke, dementia, infertility, and more. It's all related to too much glucose, metabolic syndrome, right? This is a big word that people need to grasp. You need to look for that word. You need to look it up on Google. Learn what your metabolic health is all about. Because of all this glucose, really, if you look back over hundreds of years, it's really a relatively modern phenomenon. 
We didn't have this years ago because we weren't eating so much sugar. We used to die from infectious diseases and starvation. Can you believe it? That's why people mostly died. We didn't die of cancer. We didn't die of diabetes. We didn't die of stroke. Now we die of metabolic disease. This is why metabolic health is important to all of us. So you're asking, you're scratching your head, well, geez, Dr. Jeff, how can this be? Well, for starters, we, I'll put us all in a category, you may be not included in this, but we, on an average, eat nearly 10 times more sugar per day than we did 100 years ago. And here's a challenge. Many of us don't even realize it because sugar is so ambiguous in our food culture and it wears many masks. There are now 56 different names for sugar. So you thought Big Farm was a problem when it comes to your health. We've been lied to time after time, year after year, from big food. This is more than just reading labels. This is getting back to eating real food and deciding how to get carbs and glucose out of your system. So we talked about this already. What does metabolic dysfunction look like? We talk about obesity. That's when dysfunctional body fat is stored. Um, We talked about insulin resistance and diabetes. This is a dysfunction of glucose processing. We talked about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. This is a dysfunction, once again, of the management of glucose and fat in your liver. Um, Cancer. Cancer cells thrive on excess sugar. They thrive on glucose. Alzheimer's disease. Now it's being called type 3 diabetes. It's It's just a word or term that's being thrown out there. So be on the lookout for that. And because we have evidence of insulin resistance in the brain. Why? Because of too much glucose. Cardiovascular diseases like heart attack and stroke. Why does that happen? Damage to the vessels from inflammation, from excess glucose. Also, chronic kidney disease. What happens with this? It's vessels of the kidney impaired by excess glucose. So do you see what's happening? Are you getting it? You got to make this simple, though. We have to get carbs out of our system. In fact, carbohydrates are not an essential nutrient. You don't need carbs to survive. If you need energy, you can get it from fat. And this is a part of the carnivore or even a keto style of diet. But wait, there's more, really. When you have poor metabolic health, it can look like a full spectrum of daily points of modern living that just keep us from reaching our full potential and goals. And, you know, we're not talking about diseases, but these are things that we all deal with. Fatigue, brain fog, depression, anxiety, lack of exercise endurance, infertility, we mentioned that, balding, erectile dysfunction, acne, chronic pain, increased appetite, and more. All because of metabolic syndrome. All because of too much glucose in our system. All because we're being lied to about what's in our food products and are they actually real food. 
so the research absolutely supports this. And it says that 88% of Americans are not metabolically healthy. What's more is 72% of the U.S. are overweight or obese. 120 million Americans are living with diabetes and prediabetes. And 25 to 40% of the U.S. suffer from largely preventable non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So we are seeing such a high prevalence of poor metabolic health and its downstream consequences. And if you think genetics are part of this, our genetic code has not really changed in the time that these diseases have become epidemic. But get this, our lifestyles have. Our lifestyles are unrecognizable as compared to prior centuries, all because of sugar carbohydrates. Now, adding to this poor metabolic health, there's other things, right? We talked about that we just don't have the right nutrition, right? Put that aside, but we are more sedentary than ever. We seem to get less sleep. That's right. Sleep has a lot to do with your metabolic health. Our environment and our synthetic toxins exposure is all over the place and affects our mitochondria and our brain and our metabolism. And the majority of our energy intake among individuals in the U.S. becomes this ultra-processed food and beverages. That's what we're eating. Ultra-processed foods and beverages. Not real food. Fake food. And with this, people are experiencing psychological stress. And it appears to be increasing, which creates a hormonal cascade, right? Affects your hormones that promotes storage of energy, storage of fat, rather than using it as energy. All right. So you're saying, Dr. Jeff, you're such a bummer. What do we do about this? Well, this is the beginning talk to actually talk about metabolic health, to make you hear the word or the words for the first time and understand, hey, I might be a part of this syndrome, which you very well may be. I was without knowing it. So a little bit of research, a little bit of looking into this goes a long way. And talk to your primary care about this, right? They tend not to focus on this at all. So what's there to do? Right? You're saying, Dr. Jeff, what can I do? Well, there's many strategies to improve metabolic health, and they range from eating less refined foods, eating less carbohydrates, more protein, exercise, engaging in mindfulness practice, which is what the episode was on uh, last time. Um, Simple things like walking after meals, uh, certainly regular exercise, they all contribute to better metabolic scores. So here's what I want to tell you. Realize it or not, your body is working day and night to consume and use energy. Right? What you put in your system affects your energy so we can function. So this is your metabolism. Your metabolism is the process that your body undergoes to turn what you eat and drink into energy. And you either store it or you use it. So what's it going to be? And we rely on this metabolism to perform basic bodily functions, 
Simply things like breathing, digesting, and maintaining our hormone levels. Right? I'm not even talking about diseases at this point. That's how important this is. So you need to start tracking your metabolism. So on following episodes, we are going to talk about how to track your metabolism. So you can know how fast or slow your body burns calories into energy. This is so important, isn't it? Your body uses energy at all times and relies it to convert energy to conduct basic bodily functions. It's important to know that this metabolism, right? Your your metabolic health is directly connected to your digestive system, your nervous system, your circulation, your organ function, breathing, even your hydration levels when you drink water, your sleep levels, they all affect your metabolic health. So we need to track it. And we're going to be talking about how to track it in future episodes. So I'm here to say there's a lot to unpack here. But let's come full circle, if we will. Start learning about or looking for the term metabolic health, your metabolism. Start looking into glucose and what it does to you and how we use it or don't use it for energy. And so I'm here to tell you as we move forward with these discussions is that there's three takeaways that I want you to focus on as we finish this episode. Regarding your metabolism, number one, it does take time to change your metabolism. But there's different levels of this. I went on carnivore. I changed my metabolic numbers within eight weeks. It was remarkable just by going to a carnivore diet. Now, I'm not telling you that's the way you need to eat, but really affected my health. Sure, I lost 24 pounds, but it's bigger than that. All the positive things that came along with it. So it does take time. So don't expect to just take out a little sugar in your diet and expect your metabolism to change overnight. So number one takeaway, it takes time to change your metabolism. Number two takeaway, we all, myself included, have room for improvement. So don't think that you're there yet. Always focus in the direction that you want to go. You know, my patients on a side note will ask me, hey, Dr. Jeff, how are you doing today? And one of my core responses is near perfect. I'm near perfect. And they say, well, why aren't you perfect? Me being a spiritual bit, me being a spiritual being, I say, well, only God's perfect. I'm always focusing on moving in that direction moving towards God in my decision-making and how I run my life. Same thing when it comes to improving your nutrition. If you think you're there yet, it's time to level it up. We all have room for improvement. And number three takeaway, you are in control. And you really need to start with you, right? You can have people to support you, which is a good thing. And when you go to change these things to improve your nutrition and your lifestyle choices, it's good to be around the three or five people that are going to support you and hopefully do the same things that you are. So what do you think? You think metabolic health is important? 100%. So 
your lesson for today is be aware. Step one, be aware of where you want to go. Be aware of metabolic health, as we mentioned. Be aware of metabolic syndrome. If you have some of these conditions that we talked about, you are not that. Your body can reverse things. We've had people in our office reverse type 2 diabetes. Your body wants to be healthy. But if it's using all of its energy, right? We talked about energy a lot. To defend itself rather than grow and make yourself strong and to make the systems in your body function like they're supposed to, then when that happens, that's when your life changes. That's when you start feeling younger. And that may be your new fountain of youth. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode on metabolic health. I really want you all to be well. I've made some changes. A lot of things that I've learned in nutrition and in the medical world, boy, oh boy, I wasn't told the truth or I'm finding the history about things that we should eat that are okay for us and they're really not. Uh, There's a history of this through our whole culture. When your country is rated between 32nd and 36th in healthcare in the whole world, I think we need to ask better questions. Be careful what you read. Be careful what you listen to. If you have any questions regarding what I'm doing, there will be future podcasts and there'll be some videos coming out here in the near future. I'm working on it right now. Uh, But in the meantime, you can contact me. You can go to info at camphillcairo.com and you can ask me, Dr. Jeff, any question you want. I'll be happy to do research for you. Or you can call our office. You can set up a quick consultation call. It'll cost you nothing. It's 717-761-8840. And just to let you know that this podcast, as well as all the episodes that are on it, are sponsored by my office at Camp Hill Family Chiropractic. And you know what our slogan is? We make wellness simple. So I'm here to help you make smart, frugal decisions to keep you and your family healthy. So as we begin this week, I want you all to be well and be blessed. Have a great week, everyone.